This is reposted. Every morning, Larry and I dig into a quote or idea that has caught our eye. Our hope is that our chat inspires you to never stop thinking and possibly challenges you in a new way. Thank you for stopping by. Well, with the uh, recall election in California happening as we record this, I've uh, seen on my social media feed, a lot of people say, (laughs) vote no on the recall. And this is why. Vote yes on the recall. And this is why. And it kind of made me reflect on how many times have I actually entered into a disagreement with someone and either side's mind has been changed. And I came across this uh, article from the Harvard Business Review, and that's how you know it's good. And it's uh, different techniques on how to actually change someone's mind. And they talk about there's the champion conversation, basically, where you like become friends friendly and you're like, hey, I'm on your side. And then they kind of come around or you bring a credible colleague, be like, hey, this person also agrees with me. Or you uh, you just have a no nonsense set aside emotion and, and get into it. I'm wondering I can't think of a time where I've entered into a discussion with someone and their mind has been changed. Um, maybe mine has, but I can't think of a specific example. Do you, do you ever come across changing your mind or changing someone else's mind in a disagreement? I guess the question is, why do you want to change someone's mind? I feel like I've had these heated discussions before. Is it my pride that I think I, won't, I want to convince them? Or is there a really good reason? Like the article you gave us was really interesting in that it was a workplace situation in right. that, yeah, that, may, that makes sense, right? In a workplace, you need to convince someone to do the best for the job you're going to do. But like with a person or a friend, why do I need to convince that person? Is it pride mainly? Yeah, I guess maybe it is pride. I, I, I agree that this uh, Harvard Business Review specifically focuses on work and, and it probably is more impactful to change someone's mind if you're trying to collaborate with someone else. But I thought, can we take these techniques and use them in our personal lives? And <laughs> I'm not sure that we can. Um, I don't know if it's pride, but I think a lot of times people want to change minds because at least what they're outwardly saying is that you're so wrong, you're evil. Like you're evil because you're wrong. And I need to bring you to the light side. And it seems like from a casual observer, a lot of people are just throwing things around. And I guess I'm just kind of wondering, can we create a octagon of um, arguments that where people can come out a winner? I completely agree with you and everything you've said so far about convincing someone. And I feel like it's a microcosm of the game mafia. I don't know if you ever play that game mafia yeah. where there's mafia and there's town people, there's a sheriff and you put your heads down. My kids love this game. The first time I ever played it was with uncle Kirk. And it's funny to see what, cause there's really no right or there's no way to determine if someone is a good person or a bad person when they put their head down, but some people raise their voice to try to convince you. Some people play it cool, but essentially somebody's lying and somebody's not. And I love people to get heated trying to convince someone that they're not a mafia, but mm-hmm. they are. So then how do you believe them? Like, should you listen to their arguments? Cause it's a fictional game to begin with. Yeah. I mean, I guess a lot of times maybe we just, I don't know. Do we just need to focus on ourselves and doing the right thing and lead by example? Cause I mean, for most things, maybe that is okay, but 
if you kind of look at uh, if what someone else is doing is affecting you, I made a bad first example with the California recall COVID. Everyone has all sorts of different reactions to that. And it's like, I don't think anyone can convince anyone on the other side. Nicole was saying one of her coworkers almost got in a fist fight with her brother-in-law because they come down on both sides of the issue. I'm sure if I talk to at least two different people about it, I'm going to disagree on some extent with what their approach is. So there's just so many different angles and I just want people to get along, Larry. You know, I'm kind of completely against the anti-vaxxers and I have yet to come across a complete anti-vaxxer like in a common setting. But if I did, I've, I've come to this realization that I would ask, what's the deal? Like, what's why are you behind your acti- anti-vaccine sentiment? So, for instance, did you go to your physician and say, should we get a vaccine? And they're like, no, you should not. It's not tested. Or did you just hear about something online? I wanted, I would want to know. So I feel like with any good disagreement or trying to convince someone, to me, it always involves asking questions yeah. rather than giving answers. Yeah, I mean, that presupposes that someone's willing to uh, enter in a, a rational ag- agreement with you. I mean, there's so much history behind that or politics that you don't know what's gone on behind the scenes. But I feel yeah. like a lot of times people are like, well, it's stupid or it's racist or whatever. When, when those types of things get thrown out, like you might as well walk away from the conversation because that's an indication. And so maybe that's the answer. Maybe there is no octagon where you 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 throw it, you punch it out it's you just walk away like the the argument needs to happen in a wide open field and if someone's like I'm, i don't want to walk with you just go a different direction and and maybe that's more of what the answer is yes i completely agree i've had a couple of different recent conversations with people and i only want to talk about facts so like if someone doesn't want to talk about facts you can't tell, you can't that's not a conversation you can have right because then people like these vitamins will cure you deworming will cure you. Well, then you can't have a conversation, right? Because someone's in la-la land. But I was recently having someone a a discussion about faith and they were kind of very hard-lined with me. And I feel like what society has become is very small, right? It's like my idea versus your idea. Same with sort of religion. I think it's a bigger discussion and people don't want to have big discussions. They just want to have tiny me versus you and I win discussions. And I kind of it was a, it was really became apparent to me when I was talking to someone about religion and they wanted to have a very tiny discussion. And I was like, Whoa, the universe is 13 billion years old. The earth is 4.5 billion years old. And you're taking a very narrow path. Why don't we go to the big instead of just small? Yeah. And, um, I think, I mean, I, I just thought about this, but there is some version of the people that are the loudest and get the most activated, get the most attention, especially with social media. I mean, we had this quote, I don't know, maybe it was this year. It's better to remain silent and appear a fool than to speak and remove all doubt. And I think everyone's everyone, most, a lot of first instincts are just to start yelling and just shut. That's how you shut other people down. And so we're kind of parroting what we see works. And that's maybe unfortunate, uh, it's better to ab- absorb what someone else is saying. Like you're saying, if you disagree with someone on their vaccination s- stance, ask questions and just absorb it. Don't try to wait till you can talk over them. When did it become so important to be right? And when did it become so important that your opinion was right? I think that's where we're at in these times. And I'm wondering if we will ever untangle from that with social media 
and the connectedness we all have, will we ever get to a point where you don't have to be right anymore? I'm going to preface this with I'm an outsider to raising kids, but I mean, with just the (laughs) participation award, you're a special snowflake. Everything you say is important. Then like now we have young adults and adults that are thinking everything they do matters and uh, be a little bit more humble and be a part of society. You know, the parenting thing is great. I love that example because I was recently in a conversation and someone was giving parenting advice to someone. And I was like, man, there is no right or wrong way to raise kids. You're just giving your opinion. They weren't saying like, hey, here's what I would do. They were like, this is the way to do it. And I was like, whoa, like, here we are again. There's only one way. I was like, no, man, there is a billion raised. And I would never tell someone how to raise their kids because I raised three and I barely made it. I'm barely making it. Well, I mean, that's the crazy thing that it seems very obvious to me that if you have more than one kid, you can't do the exact same thing on all three kids. Cause they're like, even if they're similar there, it's going to be a wildly different situation every time. So it's like, anytime they come home late, you need to ground them for a month. Like that's not gonna, it's, there's no one size fits all. This so. conversation makes me happy. I was very excited about the topic today, but I'm just, I'm, I'm saddened by the way the world is going yeah. and you just can't have, discussions anymore and someone's got to be right and someone's got to be wrong and i i think that's the wrong direction yeah i agree but uh if you're listening out here and you have any uh tips on what larry is doing wrong <laughs> as a parent please reach out repost <laughs> the podcast facebook twitter instagram i'm andrew for the angry dad thanks for stopping by